I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. No shirt, no shoes, no problem, y'all. It's so gross. <laughs> it's like back in the day, you haven't been doing that in a while. I know, because I know that you didn't like it, so I stopped. Well, because it sounded inherently sexual, but now I know that it was just you making a catchphrase. Well, also, like, you never heard, like, <laughs> we're in there like swimwear? Mm. You explained that before, and it didn't oh. make it better. All right, never mind. It made it sound like a dangerous pool to be swimming in. You know, maybe, and maybe it is. Shark-infested pool. Oof. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> they love chlorine, don't you know? Yeah, it's it's the new rage. It is the new rage. Beautiful spring day. Beautiful spring day, finally. M- more snow coming. Is it? Yeah, Saturday. I keep on saying, like, it's happening, it's not happening, it's happening, it's not happening. So right now my weather apps are telling me no. Oh, okay, drama. Well, I hope I know. it's no. I know, me too. How dreamy would that be? I, I mean, as our listeners may know, I was in California for a bit. Mm. And... It was 78 degrees and sunny every day I was there. And that's Blech. that's not even an exaggeration. It was like literally like the same temperature every day and bright blue skies. At one point, hopefully this isn't the thing that happened this week for you, but at one point you tweeted that you had forgotten deodorant an entire day. Yes. Ooh, I did that recently. I can't tell you how much money I spend at the drugstore buying travel deodorants mm-hmm. because I forget to put it on. Yeah. But recently, that hasn't been my affliction. You know what is? What? Forgetting to brush my teeth. So then I have to go buy travel packs of toothpaste and toothbrushes. That's right up there with it, like, for me. Yeah. Well, one day, a couple weeks ago, I forgot, and then they didn't have any travel packs, and I had to buy a full-size toothpaste and a full-size toothbrush, but it's okay. I left left them at work because Mm. inevitably I will need those at work. That's smart, though. Like, that's that's a good thing to have on hand. It's weird when you work in someone else's house to keep stuff there. Is it? But I like it. Okay. It's only, I mean, it's definitely convenient. It's convenient, but it's also, it's weird because I haven't done that with anything except like packages I have sent there. Sure. So leaving something intimate like toothbrush and toothpaste. Yeah. That was a little, that was different. It's like a little bit on the same page of like when like your significant other starts to leave the toothbrush there that it's mm-hmm. like, that's like, that's your sign. That's exactly commitment. it. Uh huh. Now, whether it's your sign of commitment and their sign of commitment, very, very different. different. Yes. There's a picture missing from that wall. Yes, that's because um, after we record this podcast, um, we will be filming part of an episode of Subletters, my web series that I am developing with Nick Brigadier. Amazing. Um, and so, love we Nick tried, Brigadier. Yeah, friend of the show. Um, We'll have him on someday. Yeah, host a co-host of the Songtopsy Report, yeah. which we really need to get those guys over. Guys, can you come over here? Oh, I know they would be into it. Yeah, and we'll go do the Songtopsy. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they'll have us. Oh, they will. Do you like how I invited myself? Right. So, well, yeah. <laughs> I actually have a, I have a great song. I have a great few oh, yeah? songs. Yeah. I That's would, awesome. I would love to break down a few songs. I actually, I sent some their way, too, that I really want to do as, like, a theater person. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so my walls are a little more empty today because um the premise of our show is that, like, our apartment is kind of, like, shitty, so, like, right now my kitchen is a mess, viewers. Um, my kitchen is a bit of a mess, and, like, the walls are just slightly more barren. Um, since, like, the New Year's, I had this Union Jack hanging over my ceiling, because that was the theme. 
Um, and we and took that, that down. And because that week, Rupert Simonian was coming on the Exactly, show. yeah. That was yeah. the same week. Needed to be import- and important for Rupert. Yeah. Um, so we uh, just... So the lack of uh, wall art is just uh, decoration and set dressing. Mm. Hey, mm. speaking of England. Yes. Or the UK, yes. as it were. As it were. As a, would that it were so simple. Have you seen that Coen Brothers movie? Which one is it? Hail that? Caesar. No, and I've been wanting to. Oh, it's amazing. There's a whole sequence where, okay, here's tangent number one. Remind Please. me to come back to the Please. UK. Okay. Where, uh, what's his name? He plays Voldemort. Ray Fiennes. Is that him? Ralph Fiennes? Rafe. Ray Fiennes. Yeah, Ralph yeah. Fiennes was Shakespeare, right? Am I, am I making shit up now? Go on. Maybe. But anyway, Voldemort guy, I think it's Ray Fiennes. I think I, you're right. I, I can't remember. Um, he is talking to Alden Ehrenreich, who's playing... Alden Ehrenreich is the new Han Solo, but he plays, in this film, an actor who's only an actor because he's a pretty face, but he really has trouble processing language. Mm-hmm. And not that he's, like, mentally, like, challenged in any way. He just is 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 from a slower pace in his life, and mm-hmm. then suddenly he's thrust into, like, glamorous old-world Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And he's not a time traveler. You guys get it. What? <laughs> and uh, and so he has a longer drawl in the way that he talks, and in the way that he talks, that's better. And so Ray Fiennes goes. He's the director of a very important film, and he talks like this. And so the line is, "Would that it were so simple?" And Alden Ehrenreich can't say it to save his life. He's like, would that it were so simple? He's saying that to a girl who's like, why can't we be together? And he says, oh, if only it were that simple. But the line was, would that it were so simple? So he's like really stumbling over the words. And Ray finds there's this incredible back and forth. I'm pretty much spoiling it, but whatever. Spoilers for for Hail Hail Caesar. Caesar. (laughs) You guys are going to watch this fucking film. I want to. I mean, you want to, but they don't. Who gives a fuck? And, I do. And Ray Fiennes goes, no, no, come here, come here. I need you to say it like this. Would that it were so simple. Would that it were so simple. No, 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 no. I'm tripping me on the tongue. Would that it were so simple. Would that it were so simple. Yes, sure, closer. Would that it were so simple. Would that it were so simple. Yes. Would that it were so simple. Would that it were so simple. Would that it were so simple. Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. And he goes, okay, I got it. Thank you so much. Let's roll the cameras. And then he does it exactly the same <laughs> way as the first time. It's like Lena Lamont. I was going to say, it's like a, the Rhine in Spine. Yes, although it's more like um, around the rough and rugged rocks, yes. the ragged rascal ran. Yes. Uh, so, UK. Mm. So, that's on death. The first, the first tangent. tangent. Guys, I'm sorry. That was a really... Non sequitur? Not non sequitur, but... Poor segue. Poor segue. No, but just that whole sequence. Like, I apologize. Anyway, you know what? No, I don't. There you go. <laughs> Solves it. Ian's watching me go through like 10 emotions. A whole, I'm like, it's great. It's like a marinade. First thing in the morning. Yeah. Um. So, the UK. Help me solve a first world problem. Okay. Should I go to England for one week at the end of August mm-hmm. or France for two weeks at the end of November. Have you been to England before? Yeah, but I was like 11. I would do England. Just because like we've, like you've been to France rec- like somewhat recently. It was, by that time, it'll have been almost two years. Yeah. Well, it's still less time than like when you had been to England. I don't know. Like, to me, like yeah. England makes a little more variety. I don't know. I kind of like to go to a place where no one's talking my language. That's cool then. 
But you're right. I don't know. If I went back to France, I would just be going to Paris again. Which I like. It's definitely like a beautiful thing that you sort of have like a European home away from home that way. Yeah. Like I think that's really cool. But like the like pseudo adventurer in me wants to like see something I haven't seen in a long time. Sure. Like that's why I want to go to Disney. Like because I haven't been since the nineties. Um, Disney World has a crazy new park opening in June. Which one? Toy Story Land. Oh my god! I know. I saw it at the movie. Oh theater. my god! Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! A hundred percent. The roller coaster they put there is from the first film where Buzz is flying and he jumps yes. off the uh, and he bounces on the ball and then rides on the Hot Wheels up and over around the loop. Oh, yes. that'll be it. Oh, that's a hundred percent. That's one hundred percent it. Yeah, so hire us. Exactly. We're available. (laughs) Roller Coaster Tycoon, here I come. Ah, my childhood. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay, now on to the thing that happened this week. High five. High five. Wow. Good one. That was snappy. Yes, queen. Who gave us permission? (laughs) Okay, let's do it. So this week, I was on the train, and I saw something that really made me laugh. Okay. <laughs> so, there, it was a medium crowded train, but not many people were standing. So, like, pretty much everyone had a seat. And across from me, there was a grandmother and a granddaughter. And the granddaughter was trying to grab the grandmother's cane to lick it like a lollipop. Now, this is, like, sure. a little girl. She's, sure. like, three. And so maybe four. And so she's reaching around and she grabs the cane and goes to lick it. And the grandmother grabs it out of the granddaughter's hand and moves it to the other side of her body away from the granddaughter. The granddaughter takes this opportunity to reach across the grandmother's lap to grab the cane. And her tongue is out, ready to lick. Now, I'm watching this like, wow, this is crazy. I (sighs) I have never seen anything like this before. It was fascinating. Uh Fascinating. And also really funny. She goes to grab it. She's like, "Ah, I'm going to lick it. (laughs) They're speaking in Spanish, but I mean. (laughs) And she's like, and (laughs) the girl has reached across the grandmother's lap in a way where her butt is in the air. And the grandmother takes the opportunity to snatch the cane and with her other hand, spank the kid. Oh my god. Now she spanks the kid fucking hard. Oh like my god. Hard. Like a full spanking spank. And so it's like, and the kid goes, <laughs> like she just claps her hands? Or? She, no, the grandmother spanks her. Okay. And the little girl cackles. Oh glee. my god. It was so funny. She was like, <laughs> Your punishments do nothing. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. It was so... And everyone on the train was deeply disturbed. I believe it. And I thought it was hilarious. Oh, my God. I have so many questions. Well, the, the what I took away from it was that the kid is like, ha you're mine. Like, like, like I own you, your woman. Your punishments mean nothing to me. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Oh, so funny. Oh, my God. Like, I don't, like, did her cackling, like, make it, like, ease the tension? Because, like, I could understand, like, you smack your kid in public, that's, like, a problem. Like, that's problematic. But then, like, if she's laughing about it, like... Was like did that ease the tension or was everybody else in the subway car still like 
I don't think, well, first off, I don't think spanking your kid in public is problematic if it's like a, hey, shush. Yeah. But that was like a full on, I mean, like a singular beat. Yeah. <laughs> that was. Oh my God. That's crazy. It's so made funny. It laughed so hard. But no, it did not ease tension. <laughs> People were super uncomfortable, but the little girl, I mean, she could not be beaten. She, literally, she was laughing so hard that Mm. she had upset her grandmother so much because she wanted to lick her cane, which, like, when you think about the grand scheme of this whole situation, it was all for her to get her tongue on a wooden cane. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that girl's going to grow up to be a very successful comedian. (laughs) Or an incredibly rich CEO. Of course. Because nothing can stop her. I know. And she's going to tell that exact story at her sets. She's invincible. Exactly. At her sets when she's a CEO. Yeah. She opens every meeting with with a joke. One time when I was three years old, (laughs) I wanted to lick my my grandmother's cane. Don't ask me why. Well, she was so unfazed by the whole thing that she got up off the grandmother's lap as we were pulling into a different station. And so a bunch of people got up to get off the train. And then the little girl saw that the seat next to her was open, so she sat in it and swung her legs up and was kicking her feet like Aww. she had two seats to herself. And her grandmother looks at her like dead in the eyes, like, how mm. dare you? She looks oh at her God. dead in the eyes and in Spanish is like, is it worth it? Nah. Mm. Get your feet off the seat. And she goes, no! And she goes, get your feet off the seat. And she goes, hmm. <laughs> Okay, Grandma. And then she turns. <laughs> she swings her legs so they almost kick her grandmother. <laughs> she And she goes, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, just fully having the best day of her life. Good for her, but that also kind of frightens me. When my dad spanked me, I mean, honestly, it was the end of the world. Oh, yeah. My parents would, if I did something bad, let's say on a Tuesday... When I would go to bed without dinner. Wow. Then Wednesday morning, my dad would tell me what my punishment was and how many spankings I had waiting for me when I got home from school. Jesus. So then I had to wait all day to receive my punishment and then come home to accept it. Holy shit. Very intense. Yeah. Psychological warfare. One Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of warfare, can I take the second tangent? Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Sure. Speaking of warfare, I was at a diner yesterday. There was a table of six people. Five were women, all elderly, and one elderly man. And at some point in the conversation, one of the women looks across the table and says, you know, I've been thinking about planning a trip to Asia. Ooh. And he says back, I was in Vietnam once. I didn't like it very much. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, my. Oh, and I laughed like that little girl laughed when she got spanked. (laughs) Oh, Oh, geez. That's that's like delightfully hilarious. I mean, not funny that he went, but. To Vietnam, but like. But like hilarious that that's how we identify yeah. all of Asia now. Right. Oh, oh my God. The second, the second tangent. tangent. The second tangent. I guess that's the end of my thing that happens. It just really, it really made me happy oh, that that's she good. was like, I'm above you. That's, <laughs> that's really cute. That's yeah. like hilarious. Yeah. Oh, that's really like, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was really, really great. 
Great. And I loved it. I'm glad. Well, thank you. Of course. All right, your turn. So my thing that happened this week, and yes, this is from my time in L.A. Um, Boo! So, <laughs> um, so L.A. is, I decided I really like L.A. Santa Monica is beautiful. Santa Monica was probably my favorite part of the trip. Uh, Venice Beach was super cool. Like, just all these, like, different street acts and just people scootering around on, like, rental bikes and scooters and segways and stuff. So like Central um, Park or a little um, a little <laughs> <I'm just> bit. <laughs> um, we don't we we have beaches, but they are terrifying. Yeah, um, but I spent a lot of time in Hollywood because my friend who I was staying with lives in North Hollywood, and I was going to meet with my managers who are in like Hollywood proper. So I had some time on one of these days, and I'm just walking around Hollywood. In Hollywood or in, in Los Hollywood. Angeles? In Hollywood. In Los Angeles. Did you hear me say Los, in Los Angeles? In An- Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. It's like Nolans. Nolans, um, sure. That's how they say it. So I'm walking around um, before... I, I'm just walking around killing some time, and I think, okay, I'll have some food now, so when I meet up with friends later, I'm not hungry. And I walk into this place that kind of looks like... Um, it kind of looks like a cross between like a Shake Shack and... Um, What's that place on 42nd Street by Port Authority with the grilled cheeses and Melt Shop? Not Melt, Melt Shop. Melt Shop. Tom and Chi? Not that one. Uh, I forget. There's like this like this famous grilled cheese place. It's Melt Shop. Yeah. Um, and so it was a, a place like that. So I walk in. I'm looking at the menu. And I see Mushroom Swiss Burger. So in my Yum. mind. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm thinking like Shake Shack kind of thing where the burger, the patty is the mushroom. And so... No, I would never think that. In my mind, I did, because that's just my experience with, like, it's a mushroom burger. Like, it's a portobello patty. Sure. So... Which is crazy, because normally you would think that in L.A. it would be that, and here it wouldn't. Right. So it's crazy that that that's your experience here. Yeah. Also, like, I just, like, that's what I look for as someone who doesn't eat meat. Like, I'm a vegetarian, pescatarian, I eat fish. Um, And I've been a vegetarian. Must be nice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been a vegetarian for about, like, more than a decade. 10,000 years. Exactly. I'm very old, and my skin looks great. Um, <laughs> and, and so I sit down, I take a bite out of this burger, and I think to myself, oh, that's weird. Oh, and I look Ian, down. you bit into it? I bit into a full-on, like, beef patty. You didn't swallow, did you? Yeah. Ian! It was only after I swallowed that I was like, that was weird. Oh my god. Yeah. And I just kind of sat there for a minute and I was like, what do I do now? Finish like, the I- burger? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I was like, does this mean I'm not a vegetarian anymore? And then no, I kind of got does. my shit together. No. <laughs> because I was also like. That also wasn't bad. Like, I never disliked the taste of meat. I just never ate it. Claire's doing, like, the scream face oh, right now. Oh, I'm clutching my face. Yeah. Um, and, oh. and so I'm sitting there. I was like, this is the first time I've eaten meat in over a decade. I mean, that you know of. and That that's I know the, of. That's the trick. Like, Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, gosh. And, but luckily, I walk up to the counter. I was like, hey... So I'm an idiot, and I th- and I thought that I was ordering, like, a mushroom burger. Like, I thought the mushroom was, th- like, the patty. 
is there any like is there any way I can get like a replacement? They were like, that's totally fine. Like, what would you like? And I ended up getting like this dope ass grilled cheese with all like the same toppings. So it had like mushrooms and onions and oh, like yummy. this like it was delicious. And it was on like this um like Asiago sourdough bread thing. Totally. Highly recommend the place. Um, it was called Melt. Um, I forget what cross streets they were, but it was on like Vine and Selma or something. But that that was that's the story. Like oh, I God. had a bit of an identity crisis just because like I, I, I was like, how am I so stupid? Because I look back up at the menu board and it just like clearly says like mush like topped with mushrooms and cheese and onions and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well I'm an idiot. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Ian, wow. I know, right? That story, that is one of your better stories. Thank you. I'm going to be honest. I know. I never wow. said I was good at stories, but this one, I, I that oh. happened, I was like, this is my thing. Oh, gosh. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So this reminds me. Mm-hmm. At last Christmas, so my mother makes rum cakes, and... Last Christmas, she texted me and asked me if I wanted a rum cake without the rum glaze Mm -hmm. because she knows that I'm sober. Ah. And so I was like, yeah, that's really thoughtful. And she was like, I never even asked you if you like rum cake. I was like, you know what? Your pound cake is my favorite. But I mean, I'm open to trying the rum cake without the glaze. Mm -hmm. So she brings it to Christmas. I bite into a piece of this cake and the inside is still soaked in rum oh my god and i swallowed and then you can taste the alcohol afterward Mm -hmm. and i was like oh mom and she was like what and i was like and i was like you said that you weren't gonna like put rum in this and she was like no i said i wasn't gonna put rum in the glaze claire it's still made with a lot of rum and i was like why would you do that to me? She goes, ah, this doesn't change anything for you. I go, mom, it does. You can't, you can't just decide that you didn't violate my sobriety. Yeah. Like what was nice about your story at Melt was that, I mean, not nice, but you were like, look, this is on me. Yeah. But if you had been like, hey, so this mushroom burger is mushroom, right? And they'd be like, yes, it is. And then they served you a burger burger. A beef patty. Yeah. I got it. That, oh my god! But I I feel for you, buddy, because I for a moment was like, "Fuck." Yeah. Like, the last few months have meant nothing to me. Right. Like it's all gone. And like, and that's how I kind of felt in that moment. And like, then I realized, okay, like I'm not that I'm overreacting. I was like, okay, like recalibrate, Ian. But like, there's also like we've both worked. Have you worked in food service before? I haven't. Okay, I've worked in food service, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you can imagine. That more often than not, you have consumed something at least once a year mm-hmm. that wasn't on your diet without knowing. Yeah. Because there's all sorts of cross-contamination, mixed up oh, yeah. orders, like, you know. Yeah. And it's like, as long as you are vegetarian in your heart. Exactly. Then, yeah. Be the vegetarian and, you want to see in the world. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, the bright side of it also is, like, I, I figured it wouldn't come from one bite. But, like, I didn't feel, like, ill or anything. Like, it didn't make me sick at all. So, like, that's a good thing. Yeah. Because, um, like, I I know vegetarians who, like, accidentally, like, bite halfway into a chicken sandwich and then get violently ill. Well, yeah. But, I mean, yours was, like, one bite. Exactly. I mean, I, I think your stomach ass could handle, yeah. handle that guy. Um, but, on the LA note, I wanted to take a minute and return a favor and a <gasps> gift. That- I know it! 
Yes. I knew it! Ah. So, so if you remember, when Claire came back from uh, Paris, she made me the soundscape from her time there. So I... I'm so excited. Through my time... Um, in LA, I decided to do the same thing. So it probably is not as long as yours, um, because spoiler alert for LA, it's a lot of cars and highways. But <laughs> there's also some really cool things happening, like around the town and on the beaches and stuff. So you're about to hear a soundscape of Hollywood, Long Beach, um, Santa Monica, and Venice Beach. So I'm doing this voice memo thing to return the favor of what you did for me in Paris. About to get some lunch. It's just a lot of cars and palm trees. <laughs> it is. that so much thank you ian was watching my face just like <gasps> it was really yeah oh I, my god face made it worth it oh my god worth yeah. it worth it oh that was the best ian thank, thank you for you. sharing oh, of course like 
I like um, especially like Venice. Um, I spent a day in Venice and Santa Monica, and mm-hmm. then um, like and that whole day I was like, Claire would love this stuff because oh my gosh. the you Third know Street I Promenade do. is like it's like the Saint Marks of yeah, well Third Street LA. Promenade is like the High Line because oh oh because, I, like, I was thinking of all the shops at Santa Monica. Um, yeah, that, like, okay, I think we're thinking of the same thing, but equating it with different places. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um. Because it's, like, boardwalk. It is, but, like, it's a high-end boardwalk. Ooh, like a fancy boardwalk. Yeah, at least, like, the Third Street Promenade section of it, like, which is... It's a fancy boardwalk. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, because, like, that's where the opera singer came from. Like, she was just, like, in the middle of this, like, outdoor mall singing. Um, Fierce. And then, like... It was a lot of win, but um, then there were, like, performers on the pier at Santa Monica, which was my favorite part, and then uh, the beatboxer who was doing Sanjit, 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 Sanjit. That was at Venice, and, like, that was also really cool because that was very, like, typical boardwalk. Yeah. um, Where you can get, like, your ice cream next to your tattoos next to your souvenirs. That's how I feel about St. Mark's. Yes. Okay. So Venice is more like that. Okay. Um, Santa Monica is a little more, like, it's a little. I want to say it's a little more high end, just because closer to the uh, to the beach is like these nicer shops and restaurants. And sure. I'm gesticulating like Norma Desmond right now. But um, <laughs> but I was thinking like you like you would really enjoy like just being at the beach and like these like this beautiful blue water and like all these beautiful restaurants and good food behind you. And, yes. Yeah. And then um, the one thing I didn't get, which probably would have been very similar sounding, was Malibu. Um, which just has like these beautiful, like clear waters, and it's just this beautiful turquoise all around you. And then, like, you drive back, and it's all these houses on the hill. Yeah. So it's very picturesque, very beautiful. So that's oh. it's, and it was just so peaceful. Like, that was the most peaceful, serene part of it. All. I like that your favorite part of LA was not in LA, like, it was the full beach. Like, I it was, it. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I hadn't been to a beach in like four years. So yeah. it was like my first sunburn in a long time. And <laughs> like I was so proud of myself for getting sunburn and tan. Like it was, it was great. Amazing. Um, yeah. Buddy, I'm so glad you had that experience. Thanks. So what are your druthers now about LA and your life? Um, I would definitely go out there for work. Yeah. Um, I met one of my managers who runs the LA office and she's kind of like the, uh, the CEO of the management company. Um, and she apparently she really liked me, Great. so I know that like if I were ever out there, I could hit her up and be like, "Hey, I'm in town. Like, let's make shit, like let's make shit happen." Um, but I'm a New Yorker, and <laughs> and LA doesn't have theater and music the way that New York does. So sure. I feel like if I were to relocate out there completely, I would be cutting off like half of my opportunities, right? Because. Uh, theater is just not as much of a like it's not nearly an, as much of a thing out there yeah so i like being in new york and auditioning for the theaters and like the playing theater. yeah and like playing my music and like getting to do all everything i like to do at once in a in a studio um but that being said like if i got bored of everything i would move to santa monica in a heartbeat if i could afford it <laughs> Well, um, if you can afford New York rent, Santa Monica yeah. is not that far away. I visited their fancy Best Buy. Yes. And it looks exactly like my fancy Best Buy. Sure. And it was just a group of really cool people that were telling me all these things to do in L.A. while I was there. So Great. Yeah, so I took their suggestions. and They told you where to get the fanciest Best Buy. Exactly. 
And then they spun around like Julie Andrews and were like, it's right here. It's here at the fancy Best Buy. Yeah. Um, right. But New Yorker for life. New Yorker for life, honey. I mean, LA sucks because we live in New York. We just exactly. have to say it. Yeah. Although my favorite part of that soundscape was that woman ordering food. Oh my God. That was the single most LA thing that happened. Can I have eggs with no meat can i add arugula to that and can you an avocado and like i totally didn't realize that i was recording someone's order until like last night when i was putting this all together and i was like (laughs) that's just funny um oh that was so la can i put arugula on that yeah like that restaurant was very much what you think of when you think of la because it was like you can get it with bacon or sausage or soy riso oh god that's my nightmare (laughs) oh god (laughs) See, in New York, that New same York. water is like, you're going to get the bacon, you're going to get the sausage, fuck soy. Yeah. We're going to bring you a big glass of chocolate milk. Yeah. And five cups of coffee. Unless you're like in the very specific part of Bushwick where it's a vegan restaurant. Right, exactly. There's like two blocks of every... Exactly. <laughs> everyone is right there. Right. They all came from LA to like see what's going on out here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Amazing. Are we ready you. for our queen? Quiz time. Quiz time. Go, go. That was sassy. Yeah, I liked that one too. Yeah. Ian Brodsky, what are you obsessed with this week? Ooh, um, I'm kind of obsessed with the movie Isle of Dogs. Okay. So yes, I saw it out in LA. I saw it. It was Did my friend's birthday. Pun? Yeah. It's yeah. a double entendre. Yeah, I, I didn't love dogs. Realize that. I didn't realize that until. Well, because I was thinking it, I w- didn't realize it until like I was back and I was like, oh yeah, I love dogs. I love dogs. It's so great. I love dogs. I, mm-hmm. I love dogs. Um, <laughs> and now one of their commercials is that. Like, it's sure. them co- uh, compiling, like, I love dogs. I love dogs. I love dogs. Like, yeah. Um, but like, it, um, it's a Wes Anderson stop motion film that's out right now. And um, I, it was the first movie I've seen in theater since the holiday season. Okay. And I just absolutely loved it. Like, and my uh, my friend who's also a big Wes Anderson film, he told me like he loved the movie, but not nearly as much as like other Wes Anderson films. Sure. So now I'm very interested to watch other ones that I haven't seen because I've only seen a handful of them. That, I'm a big Wes Anderson fan. I and I just really loved that film. I thought it was like such a beautiful, oddly timely story. Um, and um, it, my uncle does one of the voices of the dogs, so that's Great. pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of obsessed with it right now. I heard something weird about it, and I only want to bring it up because we talked about something like this with Rupert, and yeah. when we were talking, when he was suggesting everybody go see Three Billboards. Uh-huh. I heard on NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour, I haven't seen Isle of Dogs yet, but I mm-hmm. heard that it is problematic in the way it presents Japanese culture through a white American lens. And they directly compared it to the way Martin McDonough saw fictionalized, like, middle of America. Mm. And I'll be very interested to go and see it because I have no doubts that Wes Anderson is completely unapologetic for literally... Like, he named a kid Atari. Like, that's yes. not a name. Like, right. like... And like, I think there... I think it's a fair... I don't want to say it's a fair criticism, but I think it's a fair point. However, a lot of the production team is Japanese. Yeah, so, which was, like, a caveat that they spoke of, but so, it, 
Yeah, go on. But I'll just be interested to see see it knowing that mm-hmm. only because um, they said that like that doesn't excuse Wes Anderson from like being sure. over like, the whole umbrella. Yeah. I, could I mean, it was see like that. it was like the way that he sees Japan. And again, I haven't seen this film, but mm-hmm. I'll be very interested because they were like it really highlighted like video games and sushi and sumo wrestling, and like that's not there, there are elements culture. of that. Um, I didn't necessarily get that. Like maybe it's my blind spot, but I didn't get that nearly as much as like the overall story. Okay. Um, and like I could be completely wrong, but I also think like, well, if half of the production team is Japanese, like, would it like, would it be a problem? Like, or were they okay with it? So I guess the bottom line is like, I don't know. I didn't think so necessarily, but I'm also a white male, so I don't right. think it's necessarily my place to judge. Um, I I wonder if that's how that happened with Three Billboards too, because most of that team was an American crew mm-hmm. and like American production team, and like that also kind of slipped through their fingers, like sure. just problematic race issues in the film. Yeah. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't think there was anything like racist about it, though. No, no, that it was just selective. That's what they're okay. saying. That it was selective sure. to the things that Wes Anderson liked when he was a kid in the eighties. Like, <laughs> I could see that. I could see that being a very valid point. Thinking about yeah. it now. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know, like, it doesn't, it doesn't ruin the film for me. Oh, like, I'm sure it doesn't, because I, get, I also yeah. heard that it was, like, incredible yeah. and beautiful to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, the last film that he made that way was Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is, like, yeah. one of my favorites. So. Which I've been meaning to see. Well, we were going to see that movie, and then we spent too much time at Malibu, and then we ended up seeing Isle of Dogs and instead. You went to see Isle of Dogs on your L.A. trip? Yeah. Because, well, that's that's a thing they do out there is, like, they, because... Go to the movies? Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's the thing everyone does, but, like, <laughs> but it's, like, because everyone out there is a filmmaker, like, how everyone out here, like, has a theater company, like, th- like that's something, like, that we did on my friend's birthday is, like, we went and saw a film. And, like, my first night there, we went and saw his roommate's film that was in a festival. So, like, okay. it's just very much, like, a part of the culture. Like, right. not that it's not a part of other cult, like other American cultures, but like LA is very like, like seeing films, like everyone has movie pass, like seeing films is like a thing you do there, like regularly. I guess I feel that way about here, but we also surround ourselves with people who work in film and TV. So. Yeah. Um, like it just felt like even more integral to their lives. Totally. Like that's why. Also like it was his birthday and of course I'm not going to say no to like. My friend's birthday. Oh, of course. Oh yeah. my God, of course. Well, all that being said, thanks for letting me take that off the rails. I'm yes, very totally. interested to see it because I hear I, that it's still very wonderful. It is. I'm, this is all question one on my quiz, yeah. Well, great. Well, thus ended the, the third, third tangent. Um, Ian Brodsky. That's me. Three fingers up. Oh, yes. Never have I ever jumped into a river on purpose. Down. Never have I ever... Flipped a boat I was in. Down. Never have I ever played leapfrog as an adult. Down. <laughs> College was fun. <laughs> nautical, nautical weird. <laughs> yep. Okay, what are you watching slash listening to this week? Ooh, um, I've been catching up on some podcasts because I've realized I'm super behind. So, so many white guys, Pod Save America, um... 
Uh, I'm forgetting stuff. Fake the Nation. Podfest uh, is coming. Are we going? I would love to. Okay. We'll, we'll look yeah. into that. Um, we'll text about it. Um, <laughs> and then um, I, I just started the uh, Series of Unfortunate Events Season 2 last night. How was that? It's enjoyable. Okay. Um, it's you fun. Read, you read the books? I did. I read most of them as a kid. Okay. Um, I am watching... I watched a bunch of uh, reruns of The Office on the plane back. Oh, how um, lovely. Oh, my God. It was so... It was just nice and comfortable and cozy. Yep. Um, what else am I watching? Um, the Joel McHale Show on Netflix, which is essentially a carbon copy of The Soup, but I love it. Totally. Um, yeah, and... Um, oh, um, music-wise, I highly recommend Theo Katzman. Um, he's a singer-songwriter, and I really like his stuff. Um, I think the album is called Heartbreak Hits. I've been listening to some Chance. Um, the Rapper? Chance the Rapper, yes. Mm. Um, and a little bit of Kendrick, a little bit of J. Cole. Um, J. Cole? Yeah. Interesting that you say J. Cole. Yeah. He's great. No, no, that the way you say it. J. J. Cole. Cole. Uh, J. I think that was just how I was like... That was me in the moment. That was me being very present. Oh, yes, very present. <laughs> um, yeah, and then um, I listened to so much music in L.A. driving that I'm just kind of like musicked out for a second. Sure. A lot of Tallest Man on Earth, a lot of Joni Mitchell, a lot of Jason Mraz. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that. Totes my goats. Yeah. The last person you texted that wasn't me, no cheating. It was Renee. My hey, friend Renee. Renee. We're going to take a dance class later. Amazing. Yeah. That'll be great. Yeah, we're doing hip-hop, which I... I'm not good at, so that'll be fun. Bebop with the doo-wop. And one person living or dead whom you may or may not know that you would like to wish well mm. this week. I'm going to wish well my friend Kristen Dwyer. Hey, Kristen Dwyer. Yeah, she is a badass New Paltz grad who is going to be getting married this fall. Um, I got her save the date recently, so I'm very excited to attend that wedding with some good friends. And... Um, she is just someone who has never not been a positive light in this world who I have the utmost respect for. So Great. All the best. All the best, yes. Kristen Dwyer. Kristen Dwyer. <laughs> uh, your turn. My turn. Uh, Claire Manship. Yeah. What are you obsessed with? I am obsessed with the fact that I got Girl Scout cookies and I have been crumbling them into my ice cream. Yes! Yeah. Ooh! It's really good. Yes. So here are my combinations. Okay. Thin mints into vanilla. Ooh. Samoas into vanilla. Nice. Thin mints into chocolate. Dosey doughs into chocolate. There's like no bad combinations here. No, tag alongs don't go with anything. I believe it. <laughs> I stand corrected. Yes. I stand corrected. I was wrong. I tried a new cookie this year. I didn't buy it, but we have it at work. Savannah Smiles. And they Are taste. They okay? They're pretty good. Okay. They taste like a key lime pie. Ooh. Yep. Like a okay. real key lime pie. Yes. Yes. So All yeah. Right. That sounds delightful. Nom, nom, nom. Nom, nom, nom. Um, oh, three fingers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, never have I ever been right white water rafting. Down? Um, yes, down. Okay. <laughs> never have I ever vomited in a public restroom. Down. I know that's a weird one, but it's true. Constantly, um, <laughs> I feel okay. like all, all the time. Just like on it, just any any given Thursday. Um, <laughs> um, never have I ever had turmeric or turmeric. I don't know how to pronounce it. Turmeric. Turmeric. And yeah, down for sure. Super delicious, especially yeah. in fajitas. I believe it. Fajita. 
Vegetas. Vegetas. Okay, great. Cool. Um, my mom used to always call them frajitas. Frajitas? I like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love my mom. Um, also, there's a bag of tostadas on Ian's counter yes. that's just been staring at me, and all I want to do is just eat one like a chip. I mean, I'm sure you could. They're Morgan, so. Well, I haven't eaten yet today, so oh, I'm just, it, it's just a sign that I need to oh, go and get some. Yeah, we some, need to wrap this up. Some nom-noms. Um, uh, Yum-yums for my tum-tum. Exactly. Um, and what are you watching slash listening to? I went to see A Wrinkle in Time. How was it? Hmm. Very beautiful to look at. Uh-huh. Go in not expecting a family film. This is not Up or Finding Nemo. Really? This is a film for children. Okay. And if you look at it through that lens, it is very successful. Yeah. But if you're any person that's not a child, it will not work for you. Really? It's not for you. Like, that's it's just not. And I, I, that's what I gathered from it seeing the previews. Yes. Like, it looked like a children's film, but it also looked beautiful. There were two parts that I sobbed at. Mm-hmm. Chris Pine has less than 10 lines, and he is so good. Now, everybody knows that I love Chris Pine. Chris Pine is the best. I stand Chris Pine. Also, I love Chris Pine. Oh would marry him in a heartbeat. Yeah. But he is doing so much by with being given so little. Mm-hmm. It's unfucking believable nice. Zach Galifianakis also has a great role in the film. I didn't know he was in it. He's incredible. Um, there are a lot of unusual cameos in the film. Yeah? Yeah. Like That's awesome. People, unusual in a nice way. Mm-hmm. There are also, at the very end of the film, this isn't a spoiler, Mindy Kaling plays Mrs. Who, who uses other people's quotes to express what she's feeling. Ah. And one of the last things that happens with the Mrs. is is they make a list of powerful people in the history of time. Mm. And so there's Martin Luther King Jr., Maya Angelou, Gandhi. Yes. But then after the list, this really gets me. Spoilers for A Wrinkle in Time, I guess. Spoilers for A Wrinkle in Time. Spoilers for A Wrinkle in Time. Spoilers for A Wrinkle in Time. Skip ahead. There is the last thing that Mindy Kaling's character, Mrs. Who, says is... Tomorrow there'll be more of us. Miranda, American. The movie is so woke that it quoted something that happened within the last two years from the time of filming. Dang. And I found it very irritating because I could tell it was trying to be woke. Oh, yeah. But it's for children. And that's Mm. why I was like, no kid's going to care about that the way that I care about that. So. Wow. Yes. So. A Wrinkle in Time, very good. Yes. Not for me. All right. Yes. Not for adults, really. Sure. Uh, what else? What else? What else? I am also rewatching The Office. Mm. Silicon Valley is back. Oh, yeah. Trying to catch up on Crashing and Saturday Night Live. I'm mm. a little bit behind. And this coming weekend on SNL is a big weekend. Who is it? It is Chadwick Boseman and Cardi B. Also, I saw Black Panther. How was it? Loved it. I that's like the next thing I need to say. C'est incroyable. Yeah, nice. incredible film. Great. And uh, music-wise, I went through the top forty and pulled out a bunch of music that I haven't heard yet. So, oh yeah. Yeah, I've got some new Zed and Marshmallow and Julia Michaels, mm. and I downloaded the entire new Maroon Five album. It's called oh, Red yeah. Pill Blues. Okay. And I think that's what it's called. And uh, there's a song on the 
on there's a track in the album called Denim Jacket that mm-hmm. really gets me. Oh wow. Super great. So yeah, check out Maroon 5's new album. They still got it. Six albums great. in. And uh, all of my podcasts, just, you know, all those. Awesome. Yeah. The last person you texted Oh, is, oh. Oh. And I reread Twilight. How was it? Incredible. Yeah? But it's one of those things where it's not a bad book. That's what's irritating is people tore it apart because it contradicted the history, supposedly, of vampires. Sure. But, like, we never knew if they actually existed, so you can make of it what you will. All right. You know what I mean? Sure. I kind of imagine it like how Superman sometimes is bothered by kryptonite and sometimes it strengthens him. Sure. Like he is like allergic to it, but Krypton is where he's from. I don't understand that. So it's Mm. like there are disparaging reports about other things that have never existed. So why can't this be a different folklore? You know, touche. Yeah. And the book is pretty well written. Yeah. The only thing that bothered me this time was she misspelled ballet bar, which I never noticed before. She wrote bar like we're going to the bar. Not R R not R R E. Yeah, little. That's pretty, it's probably how many editors. I know exactly. Any that's that would be a whole other tangent in my mind. But, but what was nice about it, and also kind of made me wistful about it, was that when you listen to an album, it throws you back to the time that like that album came out or whatever. Mm-hmm. I read this book and I felt like I was seventeen again. Yeah, like things came back to me that I hadn't experienced since high school. Oh wow. Really Dang. touching, yeah. Nice. So yeah, okay, now I'm done. Okay. Um, <laughs> who was the last person you texted aside from me? No cheating. I think it was my friend Tori. Mm. She was asking me if she needed to make a video to sign up for a babysitting th- service, and I said no. There you go. There you go. <laughs> One person, living or dead, who you may or may not know, who you'd like to wish well. I would like to wish well the Gabaneta'a. Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. Had emergency heart surgery now when you're hearing this it will have been almost two weeks ago and thankfully he is recovering i have always admired him i always found him to be an interesting bloke a Mm. funny character he ran republican which i always found interesting yeah because he comes from the bosom of hollywood um but he also like lives in beverly hills which is predominantly conservative and so it was like an interesting I don't know, it was, like, interesting to reread some of his accomplishments attached to the articles about his surgery. Mm. Just to, like, remind you, like, here's what this guy did. Yeah. And I I find him to be a fascinating character, and I'm just really glad that he is well, or will is on his way to being well again. Right. And uh, that he is uh, going to be back. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, our Mazel of the Week. Mazel of the Week. Who's yours? My mazel of the week is to friend of the show, Branson Reese, our first guest ever. Our first guest. Who is a very successful cartoonist and comedian. He's always been funny, but now he is very famous for his cartoons. And he had a viral tweet this week that was really funny. What was the tweet? Do you remember? I'll read it to you because I don't want to get it wrong. Sure. Branson Reese tweets, Guy next to me on the train is reading my phone, so I Google image searched, quote, Zootopia orgy, unquote, and he just sort of nodded like, quote, big deal. And Uh. he's watching me type this right now, and he's still just nodding. And honestly, dude, hats off to you on this power. (laughs) You win. I lose. Oh, my God. So right now it's it's been liked almost 25,000 times. Holy shit. And it's been retweeted almost 5,000 times. Nice. Yeah, he's a star. Ah, amazing. 
Oh my god, Vietnam Jeep tours followed me after I tweeted about that guy talking about Vietnam. Weird. Got me. That really got me. Yo, um, a hashtag MAGA person retweeted me <laughs> during Jesus Christ Superstar Live this week. What'd you say? I said something like, this song reminds me of Mr. Mistopheles, and she liked it and retweeted it. Well, sure. I mean, she's making America great again by spreading, by spreading the, the, the cats. By spreading the prophecy of cats. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Jellicles can and Jellicles do. Exactly. Amazing. You get me. What's your um, mazel of the week? Well, my mazel of the week is to Every Town, which is an organization that fights for better gun control laws. Yes. Um, I, I think the last time we recorded was before the March for Our Lives. Yes. So I actually attended the March for Our Lives for as long as I could, and it was incredible. And it to see such... Um, such involvement throughout the country is a really beautiful thing uh, in reaction to today's times. And I know every town has been something that I've been following since Sandy Hook, and um, they have actually seen some beautiful successes, even in small ways. So a um, mazel to the work that they put in, and um, here's to keeping it up. Yes. Plug time? Yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yes. 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 Plug time. Plug time. The show is at thisweeksthing.com, thisweeksthing at gmail.com. Hashtag thisweeksthing if you want to get into our feed or at thisweeksthing is our handle on all our social media. Make sure you like, comment, rate, subscribe. You can find us on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. Um, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your dogs. Yes, please. We really need more dog listeners. We do. Yeah. And when they listen, right, you know, five stars. Five stars. Would love that. Yeah. Ian Brodsky, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at uh, ibroski. Mm-hmm. And you can find me at facebook.com slash brodskyian. Mm-hmm. What about you, Claire? Where can people find you? Um, I'm at womanship on Twitter and Snapchat, clairemanship.com, facebook.com slash Manship. My number is... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that got me. That got you. Um, we don't say it enough, but our in and out music is, and all of our interlude yeah. music is created by the gents, now known as Meanswell, a band from Austin, Texas, that played a showcase at South by Southwest this past week. Yeah. And uh, they're really, really great. So go find them at meanswell.com. Yeah. I think it's meanswell.com. Go find Google them. Google them. Yeah. Their Facebook page is Meanswell, the band. Yeah. So go find them. They're really wonderful. We're very grateful. Yeah. Thank you. Until next week. I'm Ian Brodsky. And I'm Claire Manship. And, and that, that was, was the, the thing, thing that, that happened, happened this week. week. Bye. Toodles.